light and how do you know? I recorded some of the responses and some are audio snippets I didn't record but grabbed from public sources. The main content is all unedited and presented anonymously except for the last response which I include the outtakes of in the blog post for this podcast. One other response I got that's not recorded from a youngster was something along the lines of light helps me see. I know because my eyes don't fail me. Light is a quality of all materiality and we can know it either with our eyes or directly with our light. Light is photons, but light is photons can't exist without consciousness. They're all photons in reality have consciousness attached to it in some way, shape, or form. Okay, how do you know when to laugh at a joke? So how does one recognize its light? The whole thing with spiritual practices is you are in a creative state. And whenever we're asking, am I making this up, making this up, you are giving entropy to the creative state. The creative state is an equal part of the co-creation of the vision that becomes real to you. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. According to Judeo-Christian faith, light is good, and God created it. According to Christian faith, Jesus is the light of the world. Light, for me, means relief, less burden, clarity, the possibility of seeing, less darkness, and hope. Light is the opposite of darkness. How do you know? Because light is lighter than darkness. An ability to sustain yourself energetically and consciously and learn the dynamics of what it means to to elevate yourself into a higher awareness from where you vibrate that type of energy that constantly will transform the processes you are in to a higher level of understanding that leads to the awakening process where you begin to see things as they truly are in their complete pattern. From that level on, and when you have that vibration, you access all levels of reality from the correct vibrational level using principle two, the law of balance. Then you are lifting yourself into the law of participation and the law of reciprocity and the law of true inner knowledge where you really begin to uh, upgrade and activate your mind field into its higher potentials where you will be able to access complex information system and patterns that are at that level, even though it is radiation energies and it is light that light is if you break it down are code systems and these code systems will then give you access to first and foremost a lot of technologies a lot of uh, old um, levels of our reality field uh, as well as really beginning to work with what we call transmutation where you're able to either amplify and upgrade or you can deconstruct and evaporate so that you can choose and discern in between what is actively supposed to be 
part of my process of activating the highest levels of my energy system. And that is the true enlightenment process. Because if you do the six layers correctly, and if you get through these different layers of your liberation activation or awakening and into the enlightenment process where you gain true knowledge and learn how to use radiation energies in the correct manner following the laws of energy and the reality field itself that's the laws of god if you like but the laws of the world that we are part of that governs energy in the correct manner so you really work with energy in a way that is for the reality field continuation of the reality field within its correct purpose and function from where you can develop higher levels of consciousness as well then you can expand into where these rings no longer are rings, but becomes this grand light field uh, where, if again, if you break it down, are very complex code systems, but they radiate. And as they work together in these complex six-layer patterns and blend in and becomes this beautiful sphere of light, then you will only see it as light because it's not really possible to, you can, if you have the sight and you can see um, as that sphere of light uh, orb, very large sphere orb kind of thing is around a, a vessel or a, a person, normally see depicted around the head uh, in the older uh, middle, um, middle age teachings but the the whole that sphere and that's also what's depicted uh, around the buddha that 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 crown that he gets of all of these layers uh, as well as when we talk about the inner chakra that goes into the crown chakra and the the inner chakra is that discernment that is the, the vibration between the opposition to create synergy to create the higher level of energy that leads to enlightenment that leads to that beautiful golden sphere that can uh, that are code systems that ignite and 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 transform that six layered energy system into being able to hold consciousness then you have a true enlightened person and if that truly happens then the transfigurations come in play where all that appears to be separate in form is how one unified reality of light comes goes and grows within itself all of which is within you. Light is the absence of darkness. And how do I know? I know because I have faith and I can see. Is it recording? Yep. What is light and how do you know? Well, I guess I want to talk about light um, two different ways. One would be, I guess the literal physical light and maybe more the metaphorical where you would say that um, you're a shining light in my life or a beacon of light. Um, I also want to speak, address it in maybe two worldviews, one being, I guess, the mainstream Judeo-Christian or the Big Bang Theory and the other one where the universe was never created and never destroyed. It just always existed. From the Big Bang Theory or the Judeo-Christian theory, light, the way I interpret it is that, or agree with other people's interpretations, I should say, is that light was movement because before that, supposedly there was just the voids. It's so nothing. But when there was the bang or the word of creation, that light sprung forth and we still use light as a way to measure time 
completely dependent on each other, light and time. Time, how, how do we know what time is? Well, it's one of those categories that just in order to to have any possibility of knowledge, it's almost like you have to accept it like a presupposition. It can be like a circular argument, but try to deny what the existence of time and light, it's almost you're living in a completely different universe. You're not with us, so where are you? I guess we've gotten to the point where we can measure light, the speed of light, <laughs> as like 186,000, roughly a little bit more than that, miles a second. But that's only in a vacuum, the vacuum of space. Because when light hits air or water, you know, it does slow down. But in a vacuum, it's considered, you know, that's, it's a constant. As far we can tell, light, the photons, the particles that bounce around, I guess uh, physicists call it wave particle duality. So that's its frequency there. Has no, supposedly no electrical charge and no mass. That's why it's so fast. The fastest thing. And I would say in the universe where nothing was created because we could be living in that universe right now too, right? That we still use light as, as a measurement of time. How has it helped humanity? Well, okay, the obvious is to be able to see in the dark, but you know, there's so many forms of light besides the sun, distant suns like stars as a way to guide travelers that, it was recorded over and over that there are these, seems to be these light cycles, if you will, or celestial bodies. And I like the way that, you know, some people interpret it. This is a little bit more romantic, but maybe like as celestial beings. I could have easily have thought that if I was born 2,000 years ago. But now we just observe it as this mass of uh, gases, a giant uh, nuclear reactor vision that we've got all these the electromagnetic spectrum comes from that and light being one or visible light being a category and when it comes to visible light you'd probably not think or I didn't think it would be made up of different colors but it is that it is each different color corresponds to a different frequency and we can demonstrate that over and over again so we know this to be true each wavelength of the, the light spectrum in color, they vibrate at a, a different frequency. I guess the blue light that's commonly used in our TVs now, and in cell phones, and maybe they vibrate a little bit stronger. It's all related, light and time. I don't know, from I guess a, a metaphorical view, light always seems to have some sort of positive meaning behind it. And when I say positive, I mean, like in the nature of gaining knowledge for the better and darkness being the polar opposite. When it comes to polarity, it's one of the seven hermetic principles I'm thinking about a lot. So it's essentially dualism. I mean, can we have one without the other? I don't think so. When it comes to my personal view, how darkness is sometimes spoken as is maybe a negative energy or maybe preventing a person from growth. 
I really don't think about darkness that way. I mean, I don't want to put like some sort of judgment of good and bad on it. I just see it as a necessary thing. Just the way I view negative and positive polarities when it comes to electricity. One's not good, one's not bad. It's just they need each other. When it comes to the wave particle duality and how that we can measure it, it's a vibration. Hermetic principle of vibration can be thought of as, as nothing is, is at rest. Even objects, like solid objects we perceive to be objects, there's, I think their molecules are, are moving still. And when it comes to absolute zero, I guess the theory behind it is there's no, there's no movement of molecules. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to take it as true. We can actually stop molecules from you, but we have that technology now. But again, when it comes to just molecules moving, to me, that's just an example of time and light existing together. When it comes to the vibration, you can measure it as, as a rhythm, like a steady beat. Different frequencies either have faster or slower beats or more intense versus maybe not so deeper, maybe deeper rhythms, different ambiances. Rhythm in the hermetic principles can be thought of as like the pendulum swing, you know, going back, back and forth. And when I think of the pendulum swing, I think of uh, the Hegelian dialect. At one end, the thesis, and at the polar opposite, the antithesis. And I guess the uh, idea is that they'll come together in some sort of synthesis, but when it comes to I don't know, society, people in general, I think that might be hard to see. I mean, when it comes to signing bills, you know, you have the left and the right. I guess when you sign a bill, maybe that can be a synthesis. And so that three-part structure, a triad structure, now makes me think of something that was brought to my awareness not too long ago, and it's called Problem Reaction Solution. It seems like this formula that's being used to possibly control people or, you know, I just see it as something that exists in society more and more now. And then looking back in history, how it's been used, there may be evidence enough to, oh, I can't prove any of this, that part of the energy behind that is manipulation. When it comes to figuratively speaking about light, maybe that would be more an area of darkness, but still not something necessarily bad or negative because I needed to be in that point of unawareness of this thing or in the darkness to realize there was something more or, or the opposite of it. There's this idea of black holes that the gravity is so intense that not even light can escape it. Some people might see it as a void or something that's to avoid. <laughs> Will it stop the movement of light? Really? I mean, we don't know. Could that dark hole, could it, I don't know, be something more? We're just not aware. Is the light going in there for a reason besides gravity? Or is there something more to it than that? Or is it just mere physics? I don't know, I just try to keep my uh, mind open when it comes to, uh, I guess, the story of light. I'm always fascinated about 
thinking about how we encountered light over the, I guess, eons, and then try to harness it, for better or for worse. Harnessing that light, whether you want to call it fire or electricity, it's not really something that we created. It was like revealed to us. Now, I'm not going to say, was it, was it by intelligent design or is it random chance? I don't know, but I'm not so much into random chance. There's just too many examples that in my life that is contrary to that. Of course, I can't really prove that random chance doesn't exist. Would light exist if it were just chance? The creation was just a chance or the fact that, well, in a universe that was never created or destroyed, is that by chance? I don't know. That's just something that we create in our head. I guess it's a social construct. I would encourage anybody who's listening to this to offer their opinions on what light is from their personal point of view, because I love hearing other people's opinions. So thanks for your time. Just depending on light.